What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. My name's John, and this is r slash tales from Tech Support. Blah, 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 blah. I was going to try to shoot this video while Auntie Reddit took a quick nap, and uh, unfortunately, I had to wake her up so she could go eat some supper because she kept talking in her sleep. I'm sure you guys don't care, but I'm pretty sure she'd be pissed if she knew I did it. So, Anyway, let's read some stories. Smells like the sea. I use sand and lightning to perform tricks for a living. Once a user came to me with his head low. You could see his spirit was broken. His eyes betrayed his polite smile. With him came the clear smell of ocean and an iPhone in his hand. I was at the beach and forgot my phone was in my pocket, he says to me without looking me in the eye. Clearly repentant for such an action. I choose not to give him any grief about the issue. But I haven't backed up the phone and all my granddaughter's pictures are on here. The user explains some personal matters that roughly equate to his family went back to the Philippines and he won't see her again for at least a year. I offer no promises of recovery, rather indicating he should expect no miracles. Upon receiving the device, I notice water inside of the screen assembly. The smell of seawater and sunscreen has filled the entire room. With no sense of hope, I decide to open the device and see how bad the damage to the logic board is. The screen comes off with a squish, and the reality of the situation hits me. The entire internal assembly has white salt deposits, and the smell dramatically increases in strength. Quickly the battery is disconnected and I get to work freeing the board from its tomb. Once free, it's blown off with compressed air. It's at this point that my co-workers became curious as to the source of the stench. The general consensus was derision. After letting the board sit on my desk for the afternoon, a radically stupid idea came to me. I grabbed my co-worker's Tupperware container from his desk and, like lemmings, they followed me to the kitchen. Gently I placed the board in the container, then filled it a third of the way with isopropyl alcohol. On the lid, I placed a sticky note that read, Shake me, please, and gave it a little shake myself. I then let it sit on the counter for the remainder of the week, shaking it myself every time I went in there and seeing others do the same. It was somewhat of a game to the non-IT staff, being amused at the ridiculous request before them. After drying the board on my desk, I placed it in a spare phone and held my breath as I waited for it to power on. It fired right up, and I copied the contents to a disk for the ecstatic user. A good tale was reward enough for me. However, the user decided that confectionaries would work better. They were definitely right about that. That was pretty cool, man. I do like a puzzle. I mean, I like easy work too. I'm lazy. But sometimes there's just nothing like a good puzzle to kind of get you going. Can you figure it out? Can you make it work? Um, yeah, troubleshooting. Sometimes you end up failing and feeling extremely stupid. But then the rest of the time you get donuts or whatever. And a happy customer for the future. People who think we can go back in time. I work for a healthcare company and we have a fair amount of people who are not very good in the NHS. I had a ticket today of a woman who wanted us to change her middle name for her logins and what people see when they view her profile by patients. Fair enough. However, they need to be logged out for it to work and make sure all their files stay there and not get deleted. So word for word what I put and her response is, Hi name, can you give us a time where she's logged off the PC? Her response was, Hi Anon, it was around 1530 yesterday. Can you get this done now as she was off yesterday? <laughs> Thank you, name. Like, no, I can't do it now and sorry I didn't get it done yesterday when you logged the ticket today. The nerve of some people. That just doesn't make any sense. Like they didn't, it's like they didn't read the full question. Like their eyes saw a couple key words in that whole thing and then their brain just kind of filled in whatever it felt like filling in, I guess. 
I'm not sure I'd want the ability to time travel. While I may be able to go back and correct some mistakes I made in life, um, I'm pretty sure it would screw up every other thing good that happened in my life as well. So there's that whole space-time continuum thing to worry about. So, yep, instead of worrying about it, we just call those life lessons. Error 404. Hardware not found. Data recovery unsuccessful. So the other day I was operating our in-person help desk at work. People usually come in to exchange hardware, solve unusual issues that would be a pain remotely, that sort of thing. I'm just sitting there when a woman comes in with a shopping bag. Eh, I wonder what this is going to be. Probably quitting and handing in her stuff. Office lady. So we were wondering if you could recover some data for us? Oh, okay. Probably has a broken laptop or an SSD or something in there. Me. I probably can't. My means here are limited, but elaborate and I can arrange something for you. She then reaches into the bag and proceeds to pull out a floppy. Now I've seen some unexpected things, but a shopping bag full of floppies in a multinational company priding itself on being the bleeding edge of the sector ranks pretty low on the list of things I expect. Me, into our group chat, So, what are the chances that there's a functioning floppy drive lying around somewhere in the building? Because someone just walked in with a full bag of them. Cue an array of astonished and hysterical replies. Of course, the whole building was built after the era of floppies. It has never even seen a drive before, supposedly. According to the user, the floppies had actual work-related files on them, like Excels and stuff. Up until last year, I had two floppy drives in my uh, collection of stuff. But unfortunately, I had nothing to hook them to, so... And I don't even think they'd work on a modern machine, would they? I don't know. Let me know down below. I know like this CyberPower PC, I can hook up a DVD drive to it, a CD drive... Mostly anymore, if I need a disc, I just I have a little portable USB one that I just plug in, and it, it works fine for whatever I need for that. But yeah, no, no more floppies for me. If I find something on a floppy, that means I haven't seen it in years, and it really doesn't matter. I like easily fixed issues. Well, who doesn't? I was reminded of this today. I sold a new computer to a lady a while ago and supplied a wireless mouse. She called my mobile on the following Sunday when I was at a family birthday party saying that the mouse movement was erratic and unusable. It's common for a bit of fluff, even an errant eyelash, to cause problems with modern mice, so I asked her to turn it over and inspect it, blow on it, etc. That didn't help, so I arranged to visit her the next day. As soon as I stepped through the doorway into her home office, I spotted the problem. Whether it's a wired mouse or a wireless mouse, which the exception of the ridiculously designed Apple Magic Mouse, the cable goes away from you. I had left it connected to the charging cable and she had it upside down with the still connected charging cable trailing off the desk under her wrist. So when she moved her hand left, the mouse thought it was going right. Easily fixed. No charge. I don't know, man. I'm not sure I could have justified not charging for that one. Unless maybe I stood there and said, listen, it's either going to be 25 bucks or I get to make fun of you on the internet. You choose. Printer maintenance. Check oil levels. IT for a larger car retailer here. Yesterday we had a ticket coming in from our parts department. User claimed her printer shows check oil levels on the display. Confused as we were, we went out to investigate, as our office is just a few minutes away. The display indeed showed check oil levels. Turns out a print job called check oil levels on vehicle XXX failed and caused that error on the display. Tried to explain that to her and that her printer did not need to be checked for oil levels. 
She insisted that we still check, though. Clicked around a bit in its menu and then told her all the oil levels were in fact okay. We then changed the wheels, which I hope is the correct English term, because it was having trouble retracting paper, told the user, and went back to work. She called again today asking if oil levels are still fine. She printed a lot yesterday evening. We told her everything's fine, but the printer needs a new pair of brake pads. <laughs> she then ran off and tried to check our part system for the correct brake pads. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh. While you're there, pick up some blinker fluid and whatever. Oh my god. Amazing. Brake pads. <laughs> oh. Faulty battery or faulty user? I finally got one. One of those stories you read and go, surely people aren't that dumb. My friends, I'm here to report some of them sadly are. Got an escalation on a laptop that won't turn on ticket. No worries. The escalation is at the same time as the ticket being logged and I'm working on a P2, so I'll let the MSP take it. 15 minutes later, I get an email from the manager. Please escalate. Oh, and you need to call her on her mobile. The power's out, so Teams isn't working. I replied, if the power's out, we can't remote in. Let's wait and see how things stand when the power's restored. As we don't have company phones, so we can't ask them to hotspot their own data. Flag the MSP to follow up the next day and ensure the battery isn't faulty. Stranger things, right? They called the next day to report the battery charge is just fine when the machine has power. The user just didn't plug it in that morning and didn't want to admit that to their manager. Again. Just own it. If you made a mistake, I mean, if you get fired over something like that, then, well, of course, if you do it all the time, then maybe you deserve it, but you're always going to be better off just, just owning it. Trying to hide your mistakes is just going to end up worse in the long run. You're going to get caught in lies, and that's just not going to end well for anybody. But we're not going to be plugging in two at a time, just one. So I've just had this conversation and I think I can still feel my brain leaking out of my ears. User, can we have two USB leads plugged into the printer? One for USB and one for USB-C? Me, no, that lead doesn't exist. You can't plug two laptops into one device. User, but it does exist. You can get docs, can't you? Me, yes, but that's one laptop plugged into several devices, not one device plugged into several laptops. USB doesn't work that way. You can't plug two laptops into one device. User, but we're not going to be plugging in two at a time, just one. Me, but the possibility of having two plugged in at once is impossible. USB doesn't work like that. You can only have one laptop plugged into a device at a time. User, yes, one laptop at a time. That's all we're going to have plugged into it. Me, but the possibility exists where you could have two laptops plugged in at once. That situation just can't happen. That's why they only have one port on them. User, but you can have two devices plugged into one projector. Why can't you do that with USB? Me. It's different. The projector has brains to be able to switch between devices. A cable wouldn't have that. User. But it must exist. This conversation went round in circles for a few minutes. I gave her a USB-C to USB adapter and said that's about the best I can do. Later I got an email with the following. Would this work? With a USB-C to USB to attach it to the printer? I replied with, that's essentially what I gave you, but with a USB cable on it too. The lead-in goes into the computer. The printer would then go into the large block bit with all the ports on, but you can't plug another laptop into the big block end with all the ports on it. USB just doesn't work like that. 
What you want is something like this. I don't know what this is. But you would have to actively switch between inputs, otherwise it wouldn't work. I got this response back. Hi. No, a switch box isn't the solution. We don't want to be having to switch inputs. All we want is a splitter cable for the printer that has both USB-C and USB. Why can't we get one? You can get charger cables with different ends on it. That's basically what we want. I'm not quite sure I fully understand this story, but I will say, I would be willing to bet that there's a way, without having to manually switch things, to have two USB cables going into a splitter dongle or a two USB dongle into the printer so that both of them could... I mean, it's easier to do it. There's other easier ways to do it. Don't get me wrong. But like in my shop, I have a tablet that does things like this. And I can either go from my tablet. Nope. That's plugged into multiple devices. Well, I have a splitter, but it does something different. So yeah, maybe. So I have one tablet going into a printer and a barcode scanner and something else. So yeah, I'm thinking the opposite way around. Never tried it the other way. I'll bet there's a solution somewhere. Let me know what you guys think down below. Four. So this is a story that happened between myself and my roommate slash friend. A bit of backstory. Roommate and I are both techs. While he's a lot more experienced than I am with actual formal training and years and years of experience, I'm someone who is mostly self-taught. My dad is a full-on IT and has made it his career, so kind of hard not to learn something from him. My roommate likes to spend his spare time coding website and also does some freelance work. Now I was playing games in my room when I hear a door slam and generally angry noises. I go out to check on him and he apologizes and just said he was having issues with his computer. Now us both being techs and knowing sometimes it helps to have a fresh set of eyes, I offer to take a look. Now looking at his computer, it's spamming 4, like the 4 keys being held down. I press shift and it acts like the 4 key is being held down with the shift pressed. So unplug both keyboards. No change. Press 4 key to see if it's stuck. 4 key works fine. I restart the computer and it's fine for a couple minutes, then it starts spamming 4 again. Turn off the computer and unplug it for a bit. Replug and turn on. Fine for a couple more minutes, but then more 4s. Unplug both keyboards and restart computer. More 4s. Started in safe mode. No 4s, but accidentally did it without having internet connection, so have to restart again to restart in safe mode. It was after this restart into normal mode that I made an observation. The 4 started immediately after the Razer program loaded on his computer. I asked my roommate what Razer devices he has attached to his computer. Turns out my roommate has a third keyboard that's a Razer brand and under some stuff while plugged in. Found the culprit. Turns out it got buried and forgotten and was fine until the stuff got bumped and caused the 4 key to get held down. It's funny how that happens way more often than you think. When I first started messing around with uh, USB keyboards to see if I wanted one or not, because my neighbor always used one for programming, we both like to kick back with our feet up on the desk, keyboard in our lap, and do what we got to do. Um, I do that when I'm setting up these videos. I do it when I'm editing. But honestly, I'm not going that far with it. A wired keyboard works fine for me. The only thing I do want is a wireless mouse because I don't want that cable under my hand. Well, not under my wrist, you know what I mean. I don't want I don't want to be dragging the cable around. But anyway, I guess I was experimenting with it, decided, eh, whatever. This keyboard was still plugged in. And uh I guess I threw the other keyboard like behind my monitor or something and didn't realize it was still turned on and it started pressing one of the num one of the letter keys. And uh yeah, I had the same battle, man. 
for about an hour, I drove myself nuts, and all of a sudden I thought about it, and I saw the bottom edge of the keyboard behind the monitor and decided to reach back and grab it, and sure enough, that was it. It was just sitting against the bracket for the monitor or something. Sometimes it's the stupid little things that trip you up. You've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.